from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome to the Jack and Spike Show. One of the biggest news stories to hit all major local networks has occurred this morning. Literal apocalyptic news coverage. Jason Rance has a story that we should be talking about. And also Kate Stone is going to be coming in talking about the bill to ban natural gas. So very exciting with legislative news. But Spike, when I woke up this morning, I saw the same headline countless, countless times. My friend, it just would not stop popping up. It was everywhere. King five front page news. Como front page news. Cairo seven front page marquee, right? Seattle times is covering it. My Northwest, our own, our own organization. So this has got to be the kind of story that impacts lives Millions across the state, if right? not billions. Wow. Fox 13, the Colombian, Puget Sound Business Journal, Source One News, which is your number one source. Source One for news. K O I N K P T V. Yeah, that's down in the Portland area. Yeah. MSN Retail Wire. Wow. What could this story be that is of utmost importance? That it's wall to wall coverage across every major local media news outlet. The first in and out burger is coming to the state of Washington. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I misheard you. I was. What is happening? A new hamburger. <laughs> You're kidding me. You're a C tier hamburger <laughs> that oh. I have had multiple times. Now, I am from the fine Golden State, and so whenever anybody comes to visit from out of state, they say, please, please, can we go to an out burger? And I say, you ready for a mid-tier cheeseburger? You ready for a C- and some really uh, underdeveloped cardboard french fries? You ready for this? You ready for this? Yeah. It is not as good as people make it out to be. It, In-N-Out Burger is the Johnny Depp of the burger world. Does that make sense? Interesting analogy. It's not the Brando of the burger world. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It, this is why. Because it, it's okay. in the 90s and in the mid-2000s, it was doing amazing work. And now it's not, right? It's a little played out. It's kind of a dead meme. Everybody kind of gets the what's going on there. It's trading on cultural it, st- st- it, stock right yeah, now, right? Heavily, okay. heavily. Yeah, heavily. And the thing that's disappointing to me about this is that this kind of loops back into the argument that I've been making for some time that we are obsessed with consumerism to the point where a, a, a pseudo-religious institution like In-N-Out Burger <laughs> is coming to the Pacific Northwest and it is considered to be the marquee story for our media betters to talk about. I want to just, can we get a super cut of this, Laura? We got a super cut of how important this is, right? We have some exciting breaking news. It exciting! Appears one step closer to getting our first ever In-N-Out Burger here what? in Washington. Well, if you don't mind a little road trip, we have some exciting news. The popular burger chain submitted an application last month for a store in Ridgefield about 20 minutes north of Vancouver. Now, by the way, Ridgefield is about three hours south of Seattle. Uh, but if you love it, I mean, it's uh, that's a whole lot closer than California. Mm-hmm. It is a new era for Washington, that's for sure. <laughs> a new era, she says. <laughs> a new day a dawns. A new day dawns in the Pacific Northwest with consumerism, my guy. And people wonder why I do 15 to 20 minute rants regularly on this show about consumerism. Mm-hmm. 
that are betters in the lamestream greedia, as I like to call them. I said it, Spike. The lamestream greedia out there. Go buy this poison. Put it into your body. No, no, no. Gain more weight. <laughs> continue to consume. Don't pay attention to what's actually going on behind the scenes, right? It's a boon for cardiologists across the state. Well, okay, so look at look at that story about the what's the nuclear waste that's going to be clean? Hanford. Hanford. Yeah, new, new contract. We'll talk about it. Why yeah. is it, we're going to talk about that? But why isn't that front page news? That is a nuclear waste site which has been causing problems for nigh on yeah, decades, yeah. and now it's going to get forty-five billion dollars to clean it all up so Brilliant. it can actually be used again. Right? Yeah. That should be you know what we talk about, but instead we talk to people like they're five. Hey, if you're good this weekend, we can go to In and Out Burger, right? If you can, can I yeah. tell you why why I love this story and why I appreciate all of our brethren in the media covering I'm the story? I'm literally about to go ballistic. <laughs> I'm go, li- no, I don't no. want to stop that. No, no, no. No, no if you get if you if you have a bad take, I may have a I may have a bad. We, this might be a bad take. If you have a bad take on this, I will I, lose I, I my mind. Bad take. Uh, it's it's a recycled take, and I'll tell you why. Well, from let's come Spike with a bad take. Yay! Spike's gonna have a bad take. Everybody loves a bad take, and here comes Spike's. Isn't this Boom. so great? Uh, you know what's not the lead story this morning? Uh, a bus went off the side of the Aurora Bridge, crashed into the water below. You know what's not the lead story today? Mm-hmm. A madman in clown makeup commandeered two ferries, pitting each passenger base against each other. Okay. You've got, a, you've got <laughs> Sam Campbell live right. at the ferry dock for this right. tragic event. No, a burger joint is the big story of the day. That's a good day. That's the, that's the biggest news in this town is a burger joint. I, I would go back to my, my born and raised hometown of Baltimore. Okay. And I turn on the news, right? Back, yeah. I'm visiting my hometown. Yeah. Why they... A shooting here, mm-hmm. you know, um, a, a, a car stolen there, mm-hmm. kids, uh, kids missing here, mm-hmm. and I and a what a call back to home. Hey, what's on the? Hey, they found that dog in Nissaquah, that missing, uh, that missing corgi mm-hmm. was found was on the news. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have a great town. We have a great state. When we can, we can lead with a, a new In and Out Burger franchise. I understand. I understand that, and I think that that is not, in fact, a bad take. I think that that is a fine take to have. Always look on the bright side. But my counter argument to that would be, my friend, is that we all agree that as Americans, we need to be more educated. True. We need to have more investment in our news. Yep. And the argument that I would make is that this coverage of the first In and Out Burger, <laughs> three hours away from Seattle, <laughs> is an indicator of our media diet. No pun intended. <laughs> which is that, <laughs> good. Which is that people are more interested in a in something that they can consume rather than the mitig- mitigating the suffering of others or rather than it, it really pivotal events in our community. That's a good take. Jason Rance has this great story about the, the Bellevue police officer who's losing his health benefits after the injuries that he sustained in the... the when the VP was here. Right. About, right. Fell off the bridge. Yes. And basically saying that his benefits only go so far as he is able to work, basically. It expire after six months. And so the, the Bellevue Police Department tried to get him some remote work and some light work. Okay. And his doctor said no. He's still recovering. So in my mind, should we not be trying to have some kind of community, let's all give this guy money, go fund me? No, that's a great idea. Should we that's not be? That's where the coverage ought to be. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But yeah. instead, it's a very selfish, self-centered, you'll be able to drive three hours to go get a huge old serving of poison Oh, look, in the there's future. a webcam up for how long the line is in Ridgefield. Exactly. <laughs> and the day that it opens, it, so first and foremost, it's not going to be open for nine months. Okay. And then the day that it's open, the line's going to be eight hours long. So you too can enjoy <laughs> the experience of literally wasting your life. Kate's Stone in the studio, little early Kate Stone, but nonetheless we appreciate it because it's yeah. your birthday, 
And I do believe, Kate Stone, before we get on to your coverage of the bill to ban natural gas and the police pursuit bill. Who doesn't love that? We have a special guest who likes to call into the show. Oh, this, oh here he no. is. This is actually the president well, look, of the United States. My wife States. has a rule in her family. Hi, Mr. President. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kate Stone. Kate Stone. Kate Stone. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. We have to remind him of his own name. Of course, he's not going to remember Kate's name. Oh. Come on. So, Kate, what's going on in the legislature? Quite a bit. In and out burger? By any, plenty by any chance? of gifts for me to cover today Good. on this birthday. Yes. Uh, yes, we've got a lot of do or die moments for a lot of bills. If you're not a budget bill or an initiative, uh, or you're not hammering out compromises between two versions of the same bill, you got to pass out of the opposite house today. So if you came from the Senate, you got to pass the House. If you came from the House, you got to pass the Senate. Reconciliation. Uh, exactly, okay. exactly. Unless, of course, you're involved in the budget, then you get a little bit more time. But otherwise, today is the day. There has been a flurry of activity just this morning. Citizen initiatives, all three of them, have passed out of committees. That is a sign that they are headed to the floor could get a vote. Uh, and actually, the, the prohibition on state income tax has now passed both chambers mm. already, which means it will be headed to Governor Inslee's desk. Now, we, don't, we already don't have a state income tax. So this will not change things all that much, but it would prevent future trying to make a state income tax. Good. This is very good news. I will say that I had an Uber driver this morning and I told him, I said that I, I had moved here from California, you know, recently in, in the time span of my life, right? And he said, well, what's the difference between uh, California and Washington State? And They have In-N-Out Burger. I <laughs> <laughs> long! But I said, did you know, my friend in California, the income tax rate is 13.3% for everybody who makes over $50,000 a year. And he was shocked. He was dumbfounded. He had no idea. And I said, yes, it is the highest in the country. And it is a crime. It is literal armed robbery that is perpetrated against every Californian. And it needs to stop. That's why I'm thankful that in the fine state of Washington, there are representatives who are willing to say, no dice. And that's why I agree with this. Yeah, they're great. Uh, So that one is headed to Governor Inslee's desk. Now, the other two, police pursuit. This would roll back our current restrictions on police pursuits, roll it back to what it was pre-2021. Right. They tighten the restrictions because Democrats in the legislature said too many bystanders were getting killed in Please. these police chases. Please. Now, are they still, are they still like leaning on the, the invalid inf- information and, and data that they brought to the table last no year? No comment on that. Okay. Uh, mm. they, they amended it last year right. so that the, they loosen the restriction, but law enforcement could only tr- uh, only chase for certain crimes like DUI, domestic violence, okay. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there were a lot of restrictions. Now, the citizen initiative that's been put forth that more than 300,000 Washingtonians signed, the legislature appears poised to pass that. It would essentially go back to pre-2021. Okay. However, and this has been pointed out multiple times, law enforcement communities like Tacoma, for example, they already have more restrictive policies, and they would not be prohibited from from adding their own restrictive policies. This is just the baseline across the state so that Tacoma and Yakima don't necessarily have to have the exact same policies and that they can sort of craft them for their own communities because they're obviously not all the same. So that appears poised to 
poised to pass as well. Well said. And Thank you. And then we have parental oversight of school records. Now, this one has not really had a strong amount of opposition from anyone. There are some concerns on how vague the citizen initiative language is and how to implement it, especially if a student is having a mental health crisis, when parents are notified in that process, if real-time decisions need to be made, that type of thing. But that's really the only concern with that one. There's this is the one where parents are allowed to uh, required to be provided information when a kid goes to a counselor at school. School medical records, right. those types. When a of kid things. wants to discuss exactly. with a counselor at school something they don't feel comfortable discussing at home with their parents. Correct. However, if it involves the parent, that is still privileged information. Okay. So if there's oh, that's sus- good news. suspected abuse in the household, that type okay. of thing, then oh, those are still okay. protected. Good to hear. But uh, sex education, parents can know what the curriculum is. Is choose to opt their kids out, that type of thing. There's a general consensus among the education community, lawmakers, and parents that there needs to be transparency and communication. The question is how to actually implement that again across schools across the state that have different, you know, parameters, different ways of teaching, etc. I just I don't understand why this wasn't already available to parents because there are parents that prefer to say, I choose to talk to my children about these issues when I think 90% of it is already in state and federal law. Right. So, but then this is only covering the 10% otherwise it also just condenses everything down because right now if you're a school district you're going okay well this federal law says this and this state law says this and that, and you're trying to put that all together school districts are underfunded they, they they don't have time to like page through all of this stuff so this sort of just condenses it into one sort of neatly packaged this is your parents bill of rights essentially this is this is what you can and cannot know uh, mostly what you can know about your students education and what what is happening to them at school if it's a non-emergency medical treatment, that type of thing. There's going to be a lot of activist moms out there that are just salivating over this, right? It's one of the biggest cannons in the culture this war is of this year is parental rights. Old, yeah. There's a lot of mama bears yeah, out there who absolutely. are getting ready to go to some school board meetings with some complaints as soon as they get their hands on those well, records. Well, like Kate said, the communities vary so from, right. from community to community with regard to pursuit. Exactly. With regard to this issue, it's even more. One size fits all is not necessarily one size fits all. Is right. the argument that's pushed for these citizen initiatives. Now, we've got the natural gas ban. I believe I've talked to you guys about this. Uh, Well, what Republicans call a natural gas ban, essentially what it would do is it removes Puget Sound Energy's obligation to provide natural gas to customers. So if I'm a customer, I say, Puget Sound Energy, I would like natural gas. Puget Sound Energy, at this moment, legally required, unless it's a safety issue, to give it to you. This would remove that language and allow Puget Sound Energy to suggest or offer alternative options, including electrification. Critics of this say this is going to drive up prices because Puget Sound Energy is already having to pay more to comply with the climate laws that are in place, not just the Climate Commitment Act, other laws, too. And they're going to pass those costs on to consumers. We're, we're seeing it already. That's their argument. Well, <laughs> drama ensues mm. as this bill was being heard. <clears throat> excuse me. Lieutenant Governor Denny Hack, who was overseeing the committee, he he heard a motion that said it was violating Senate rules. And I won't get into the minutiae okay. of that. But essentially, the argument was it was violating Senate rules. He agreed and called it, quote, a hot mess. Oh, and so that bill is now headed back to be redrafted. Okay. But we are fast running out of time. So uh, if they can redraft it and get it back, but I mean, we are a week away and 
The cutoff date, I'm not sure if this bill is one that applies for this do-or-die cutoff date at this point, but it is a highly watched bill that is now sort of in question because now lawmakers have to go behind doors and rewrite it because it's apparently in violation of some Senate rules. Well, I guess we'll just have to see how that unfolds, right? Yeah, we will. I mean, it's already a violation of a number of guidelines that the state's put in place. Well, there's, le- there's to- going to be legal challenges oh, absolutely. over this absolutely. because of the natural gas uh, service and the tradition it has in Washington well, state. And the, a third of our energy use comes from natural gas. Right. And when that's eliminated, then all of it falls to the electric grid. And to be clear, Puget Sound Energy has not said we are turning off the natural gas no, tomorrow. No, but we're making it they from a said, f- private vendor who's going to charge whatever they want to charge you on an open market. But they have said it's not like this is going to happen tomorrow. They just said it is a gradual process. Thanks for going green, Gov. Well, thank you, Kate Stone. We appreciate your time. Have a very happy birthday. Thank you, sir. When we get back, Billy Sunshine's coming in because he's got some some pretty liberal, coastal elite, champagne socialist thoughts Mm -hmm. about the appeals court ruling over the 100 January 6th rioters getting Uh, resentenced. Yeah, he's got some strong opinions about that. Because he all knows, Billy says they're all political prisoners. But a lot of people don't know this about Billy. <laughs> Billy's actually secretly MAGA, and he plays the role of a coastal elite wow. just to try to get MAGA people fired up. Wow. He's actually, he's like a double agent, right? And he does a great job at it. We'll talk up to Mr. Sunshine when we get back right after this. us is our senior champagne socialist, coastal elite, know-it-all lib in his ivory tower, Mr. Billy Sunshine. How are you, Mr. Sunshine? I was thinking maybe we should rebrand the show as the Jack Spike and Billy show. What do you think? I was thinking, Billy, maybe you should take yourself off a speakerphone. What do you think about that, buddy? (laughs) Wow, that is bad audio quality. Dozens of capital riders uh, may have to be resentenced. Basically, an appeals court objects to a sentencing enhancement that was used in about 100 of those cases. Now, the enhancement was from they would get uh, the initial you know, trespassing or whatever it is. Right, obstruction of a official proceeding was one of them. Right. And yep. then there was an enhancement that was added, and the language is actually weirdly particular. It, was, uh, it interfered with the administration of justice. Correct. So many people had additional time put onto their sentencing. And the there's a judge who actually asked this or was asked to reduce the sentencing for an individual. His name is Larry Brock, and he'll likely get a year taken off of his sentence. Right. None of this affects the convictions. This no. is all about sentencing. Right. Exactly. And enhancement guidelines since uh, this uh, this in interference with the administration of justice. Admis- right? I right. Yeah. Exactly. So, Billy, do you think that this is fair? Do you think that the that these people were unfairly overly prosecuted based on the severity of the crime? What's your analysis of this, my friend? Well, you do me credit by calling it analysis. I just have feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nothing more than feelings. <laughs> you know, it, it makes sense. I think. Um, I think courts should always be willing to to look at sentencing and if they made a mistake to fix it. I, I don't see actually how this is a mistake. Um, it, it seems to me that they were there to keep the administration of justice from proceeding. But if this is the way the court sees it, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I, I don't have a problem. So the, pr- the problem with this is so many people took plea deals. 
That is very true. And, and, the, and the threat of enhanced sentencing exactly. yeah. was one of the tools prosecution can use to get people to take a plea deal. I always think it's interesting the amount of people who are used as examples by people like Donald Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene or whomever who say that these are political prisoners. Right. And they come out and they say, no, I was not a political prisoner. I actually committed a crime and I went to prison. There's actually the, the MAGA granny that everybody likes to talk about. That's who tr- right. This Trump has used story. multiple times. She spoke to CNN. I believe we have that audio cut of her talk, basically just saying, no, I committed a crime and I deserve to go to prison I for trespassing. Guilty. Yeah. Do we have that? Yeah. Here's what that sounded like. He's just a master manipulator. He doesn't believe anything. He just thinks he's smart enough to pull a wool over you. But there's people like me waking up. He's the king of that gaslighting. It's a cult. It's a cult. So she, she came from Idaho for the event. She went to she yeah, and yeah. she got all high off of QAnon and Donald Trump. And then yep. she went down there January 6th. She's in her 70s. And she was the poster child for MAGA granny. They're locking up an old woman who's got cancer. Right. Look how cruel they are. Yeah. And now she comes out as she actually gives talks about how she got sucked into yeah. that cult after her cancer went into remission. She now gives these discussions about how this is what this cult was like for me. My thought about it, Billy, is basically this. I think a lot of those J6ers have a great argument to get out of jail early by saying I was involved in a cult. And I was literally brainwashed into believing the lie because we all know that it's a lie. And so if I was one of the J6ers, if I was a member of Antifa, you guys know what I'm talking about. Sure. I would. <laughs> I took off my black hood for a red cap Exactly, because I, yeah. I was Antifa the whole time. Uh, that That's the argument that I would be using is that I was mentally that, compromised. That, 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 that argument does, uh, has nothing, it has no legal bearing whatsoever. It doesn't? You behave the way you behave doesn't matter that your mom was mean to you or that Trump lied to you. It should matter to Trump's uh, conviction when he's, if he's ever actually. What's funny you mentioned. angry at the Supreme Court. Why are you, why are you upset with the Supreme Court, Billy? Oh, the whole thing about stalling until April 22nd to hear this thing. It didn't take them three days to do Bush Gore, did it? Well, but that's, they, they, these they are different. Colorado. Right, but really, these are completely different time frames because of the of the way that it, it has to be put on the docket, but they can't give it priority. Do you understand? Like, they, they it, it has to be put on a, a certain list, and if it doesn't meet certain criteria, it can't be given priority. Does that make sense? How could, what's more important than America knowing whether he's guilty or innocent? But Billy, because they have to, because they have before to, before we vote, because they have to read all the documentation and then they have to consult their own medical blah, blah, blah. And then they have to actually see or analyze if indeed the conditions that are placed on Boy, Donald Trump. How, how, <laughs> Billy, this is Jack. civics. What are you talking about? No, they let, fooled me. Let, let me let me step in here, Jack. If you'll forgive me, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with I'm side with Billy here for a second. I'm just I'm surrounded by boomer idiocy when, right now. When when <laughs> when Judge Shutkin in in D.C. said uh, you, you're not immune, we don't have a king. Yes. And Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, said, "Hey, Supreme Court, let's skip the appellate court. Yes. Let's have you guys take a look at this back in December right. and rule on this." Yeah. And they waited a while, and they said, "You know what? No, let's go back to the appellate court. Appellate court takes almost a full month mm-hmm. to write a 27-page bulletproof unanimous decision why unanimous. President Trump's claims of immunity have no basis in legal law or precedent." Mm-hmm. And so Trump, as his is his due, appeals to the Supreme Court to take a look at this appellate court decision. Right. And they could have. They could have taken it up and went when it was whether or not Colorado gets to keep him off the ballot. Mm-hmm. They looked at it inside of two weeks. This time they sandbagged it for two weeks and then they put it seven weeks further out 
to the end of they can take a they can no, take a case un- when they I want un- to. I understand, but there's a certain they have already blocked out and scheduled what cases they're going to hear, they, and they have decided to not bump those cases over. Well, to Billy's point, the, those cases decision? are more important. That's the point, because yeah, God, you guys, because they have to read all of the information that's involved with that, and then also take in the information on the cases that they've already agreed to hear. Do you see what I'm saying? Like you guys are saying, do it now, do it now. But it, it's, it, I suppose the the thing that it could be analogous to is is somebody needs a very complicated brain surgery, right? Mm-hmm. And that you basically you just wheel the person in. The physician has no idea where the tumor is inside of their brain, and you go operate oh now. God. It needs to be done now. When they Another have not seen any, when they have not seen any X-rays, analogies. they've not seen. That is an excellent analogy, Billy. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. You guys say do it now when you don't. They have to go through 150. What is that? 170 some so odd years. They need, so they need to hear the arguments and get started, don't they? But they have yeah. to look at the legal exactly. precedent, Billy. You don't think you don't think that that the, the Roberts Court. You know, here's the difference. When you get to the court, Supreme Court, it's okay if you're a liberal or a conservative. That's fine. But these guys are ruling as Republicans, as MAGA Trumpies. There's the only way to see this. Okay. This is a stall to help Donald Trump. I'm, I am more uh, likely to attribute something to stupidity rather than malice. And so my assumption well, there's here. there's plenty of good chance that that's the case here, too. There really is a good chance that that's. Got to give him that one, Billy. I am much more likely to say that they need to review the complexity of the case before they can make a decision about it. Thank you, Mr. Sunshine. How are you feeling today? Are you well, sir? Um, old and my blood pressure is very high. I heard that commercial. Now I'm concerned. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> take a pill. Yeah, there's take, a pill for there's you, There's a pill for that, Billy, and stay away from Fox News. Otherwise, yeah. you'll have another heart attack. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Thank Sunshine. You. Uh, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. Oh, more guests. Paul Holden with a Comic-Con update. This is, the entire show is me listening to other people do. <laughs> no, let's not, Paul's going to come in and talk about what how much fun he had, right? Yeah, let's and I that. shall make yeah. fun of Paul. That's going to be fun for about us. eight minutes because the Emerald City Comic-Con was a thing and I decided not to go. But Paul Holden went to go do journalism in heavy quotation marks. We'll talk about it more when we get back right after this. City Comic Con is this weekend, and thankfully, we sprung the money for a ticket so that pleasant Paul Holden could go on down to wherever it is <laughs> and talk to some famous people. So, Paul is our resident expert and senior nerd correspondent. Mm-hmm. What did you see <laughs> on your journalistic endeavors? Because I know that you were nothing but a consummate professional the entire time you were down there. Right, exactly. Well, I, I listened to Cringer Based yesterday, and your focus was on uh, a lot of people meeting famous people. Yes. And uh, you'd be surprised to note that uh, there was already a big line for Lando from Star Wars. He had a nice big line. Billy D? Uh, yep. Billy was, D's there? Yeah, he's there. I gotta go, Jack. I gotta get in line. Uh, uh, there's a bunch of people, but it's more than just meeting the famous people. This is an opportunity for a lot of folks to show off their work. It's a lot of people to uh, to do stuff with friends and family. Uh, the, the big day starts today. So like Chris Evans and uh, a lot of those other folks, they're signing autographs and things today. Yesterday was kind of getting things started. The sure. I gotta go, going. Jack. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. Jeez, oh, I gotta get in line. You, you're, gonna want, you're gonna want to borrow some money if you yeah. want to meet and see Chris Evans by there. Chris Evans fees. is, uh, yeah, that's, that's the big tough part. If you are interested in getting the autographs and the photos with the famous people, 
people, it's going to cost you a little extra. And and the Laura, the uh, Captain America is going at a cool like two hundred bucks. What? No, Are no. you serious? Two sixty. And I'm I'm not demeaning the requested price. Right. I just want to let people out there know if you're going to Comic Con expecting to meet your friend, your celebrity heroes. It's going to cost or a little something. <laughs> two sixty yeah. for a photograph, another two sixty for an autograph. When you can see some guy like built like Jack walking around in a Captain America uniform for free. Oh snap! Right, <laughs> just just cozy up to one of the cosplayers, right? Exactly. Which are the real jewels of Comic Con? Yeah, and, oh, and and that's and that's the other thing too. One of my favorite things that I saw uh, there yesterday was uh, an entire family of four all dressed up from the same anime. They were all having a blast. So for me, Comic-Con is a lot more about uh, just being around a bunch of people that love similar stuff that I do, people that really like being nerd culture. And I had to represent, I got my custom Mario baseball jersey on Look here today. You, you I'm ready to, to promote the Mario did baseball you, did scene. Did you buy that at Emerald City Comic Con? No, I got this as an award for winning a Mario baseball tournament, actually. Oh, so, so, yeah, wow. yeah, big deal. But uh, swamp. I, I, I'm going to help. Pro- I want to spread the word about my online community as well, the Mario baseball scene. But yeah, so basically, there, uh, I haven't gotten to see all the artists, but there's like over 500 artists that are available. And I just wanted to play a, a quick bit of sound here as well from uh, Chris Delando. And uh, it, it's it's also an oppor- a professional opportunity for some folks. We're excited to be able to offer portfolio reviews this year um so we have some editors coming out from dc comics who are actually going to be doing some appointment uh, portfolio reviews with local creators and hopefully that's what they'll need to take that next big step in their careers so it's an opportunity for local people to go and you know you get an opportunity to not only get feedback but you never know it might you might be the person that dc or marvel is looking for right could land you that that next job and your, your passion landing you into a career at this Right? Yeah, you can get yeah. a tattoo if you want. I did that. That was my feature last year. That's back. They you want to show them the ink? Or it's, it's, oh, it's, right. it's, oh, it's on, on my inner thigh. thigh. Inner yes, thigh. I, 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 probably a little bit too Uncomfortable. much. Uncomfortable. But, but, I don't mind Pleasant Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, we're, it's a we're, radio I, media. I, I told this to Jack yesterday. They're world-class tattoo artists. Yeah, these are officially licensed yeah, and tattoo uh, artists. And we'll, not, we'll not go back down the well of weirdness <laughs> for you, for Jack. I get yeah, it. It's not, the, it's not the well of weirdness. It just has all the drippings of, of just consumerism and oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that's that's all it is. I'm about twenty five million bucks of, to the local economy. <laughs> it's this or Taylor Swift. You pick. No, I, I understand. It's just that I I feel like, and Paul, tell me what you think about this. People identify heavily with brands that they really really yes. like, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and it becomes an extension of their personality. And in some cases, they even do- adopt kind of like philosophic drippings or philosophic kind of essences from this thing that they're adopting, right? Yeah. Right. I've seen many documentaries about nerds where they talk about the way of the Jedi or whatever it is. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. While that's all good and fine, I just think that it's weird that people are exchanging dollars in order to feel affirmed as human beings. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I guess that I I don't know. I'm, I I like to spend money to feel things. I guess because I, I I will. Say, I am the classic poster boy for for this. I'm about to go and spend a ridiculous. If I see something really cool, I'm gonna buy it. Some of the stuff that I've bought at, at conventions, I bought uh, a, a full compendium of the initial run of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The, wow, the first one, not before they were like when they were actually cursing, right? Yeah, right. Black With and white, the cool ones. Yeah, yeah when they were on. the cool ones. Uh, I bought. Uh, a box for Super Mario 64, but it didn't have the game in it. So I kind of got a little scammed when I did because I was what? like, I spent a lot of money on this box, and I thought that it was like a complete 
in things, sure, but, yeah. but I didn't. So I learned my lesson that you got to be careful and read when the, talking read the to details. people yeah. and know and know what you're doing when you're going in there too. You got to know what you're looking for if you're looking for collectibles and things. But uh, I'm I'm really excited to see the people that are going to spend three days just hunched over boxes and just looking at every single comic because that's what some people do. They'll just sit there for eight to ten hours just. Yeah. Fill one out. Flip, 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 flip. Well, me- out. While members of the opposite sex walk past. Uh, exactly. <laughs> right? Welcome to the rest of your life. There's got to be a lot of uh, deodorant sticks, right, being passed out there, maybe? No, like, no, no Jack, I, no, I, we should take you down there, because you would, you, you would revel in this well, place. My idea was, like, you know how, like, in old boxing matches from the 1930s, there'd be ladies walking around with the boxes? Cigarette, yeah, cigarettes yeah, yeah. and cigars and matches. Antiperspirant, I mean, skin cream, <laughs> anti-deodorant shampoo, <laughs> anti-dandruff treatments. Got some dandruff. You got dry skin? I got some nice vino. <laughs> That's uh, bronzer I, for you pale kids. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to play also, uh, Chris DeLando also has some tips. If you're if you're heading to the convention, if you uh, haven't been to a convention before, here's some tips for you if you're heading down there. My like number one recommendations are comfortable shoes, um, a bottle of water, and an external phone charger. And that's like the oh. best thing that you can do to, to be prepared for the show. Because one thing I've noticed is going to the cons and going to the new convention center, cell phone reception can be a little spotty yeah. in the bottom of, that, of, yeah. that, of yeah. that convention center. So you definitely want to be prepared. But Sam Campbell brought up a good point, too. If you do see someone cosplaying as your favorite, uh, you know, if you see someone yeah. from your favorite series, make sure you're asking permission before you're, you don't just take pictures of people. Yeah. That's not the proper etiquette because the best way uh, is to ask for permission and then you're not just being a creep sitting over there taking taking pictures of, 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 of whoever. But I'm really looking forward to, to getting back down there. And tonight, uh, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants performing with his 12-piece band. Wow. <laughs> Tom Kenny in the high seas. Wow. I know that when you're talking about the pinnacle of entertainment, does it get more exciting than the voice of SpongeBob performing with 12 people? And it's probably going to be nautical-themed. Thank I mean. you, Paul. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. We appreciate He's you taking the time. Thank you. To a woman. We'll take, it, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. Can blue light blocking technology combat digital eye strain? I've been dealing with an eye twitch. Jacob Rummel's been dealing with an eye twitch. Dr. Z is going to be on the line to try to figure out do these glasses actually work? Do you actually invest $25, 50 $75, $100 into these glasses? Or is it all pseudoscience? And also there is a civil war brewing within the GOP being that McConnell is retiring. So all the neocons versus the Freedom Caucus rumble in the, in the dome, in under, the the dome, dome right? under the dome. Yeah. <laughs> Dust up in the dome. We'll talk about all that and more when we get back right after this.